Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Matthew chapter 6 is our text for today. And if you're really spiritual today, if you're feeling extra spiritual, you've got a little bit of extra spiritual skip in your step, you can open to Revelation chapter 1. And we'll get there eventually. We're starting a brand new series today, so why don't you dust off those notebooks Get out your Palm Pilot. If you don't know what a Palm Pilot is, Google it. Your Blackberries. Your desktop computers. Who, was, who remembers the iPhone coming out? It's a long time ago. Are you there yet, Matthew 6? Someone tell me they're there. Say, I'm there. I'm there. Very good. Jesus in Matthew 6 is teaching people about the kingdom of God. He's telling people, don't live like this, live God's way. He says the way you're living is like this and you're concerned and you're anxious and you're worried about this, but this is God's way. We pick it up here in verse 25 and this is Jesus speaking. He says, therefore I tell you, Do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food? Depends if you're hangry. (laughs) Just kidding. And the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you of not more value than they, in which they... you? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his, to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? Verse 32, for the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. And this is where we focus in today, verse 33, Jesus says this, but seek first, everybody say, seek first. 
the kingdom of God and his righteousness. In other words, God's kingdom and God himself. And all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. We're going to begin a brand new series in church today called First. So if you want to write the title of the series down, that's the title, First. And I want to take some time over the next few weeks as we look at Scripture to talk about the principle we see in Scripture of First. This, the, the principle of first, that, that what appears first in Scripture is actually very important to us as believers. But really what I'm talking about and what I want to talk about today is the priority of God. That's why it's called first. I want to talk about the priority of God today. We're going to be looking at Scripture. We're going to be leaning into the Word as always. But here's the reality, friends. We live in a chaotic world but we serve a God of order. I'm going to say that again. We live in a world of chaos, but the God we claim is a God of order. So in this series, we're going to be talking about some of that chaos, but we're going to be looking at and focusing in on the order of Christ, how we can engage in heaven's way rather than the world's way. Because God is a God of order, God of priority. He's not out of control. He's not... All, out, all in a mess. In other words, God is not random. God is precise. And He is with our lives. And as we consider this, perhaps we're able to lean in to what the Spirit is saying. And as we do that, here's what I believe, is that all of us can experience a greater level of intimacy with God as a result. So part number one today, this is the title. First, God. Holy Spirit, come right now. Holy Spirit, don't let us miss what you're doing. Holy Spirit, don't let us miss how you're working, how you're showing, how you're revealing more of who God is to us, His children, your children. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. We just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your word today. We cherish it. We submit our lives to it. We choose today to come under its covering and its authority, Lord. We thank you that it's living, it's active, it's breathing, it's always shaping our lives into who you're calling us to be. So Father, we thank you for that as we begin this new series. Would you show us more of yourself today? And Lord, we thank you as Colonial Kids is meeting right now and enjoying time in your house, Lord. Would you build them? Would you shape them? In Jesus' name. And we all said together? We all said together? We're going to cover some ground in this series, and I'm excited about it, because the world we're living in is getting more and more worldly, but it's amazing how God's Word never changes, and there is a way that we can live, I believe, in 2022 as people of the Word of God, but it begins with a declaration, it begins with a decision, and that is first, God, and maybe you're in here today. And you're new to faith in Christ and this is all kind of new to you. Can I encourage you and congratulate you today? You're getting the shortcut. You're getting the early upgrade. 
Because this took me about a decade to understand. What I'm going to share today and what I believe this series is going to reveal to us, it took me about 10 years for this to really get into my spirit and for me to live it out. Now, maybe you've been a Christian for a long time, and this is not necessarily new things to you, but I mean, I want to encourage you as well. This is not the time to tune out. This is the time to tune in, because this is when God speaks. And even when we come around things and truths that we've, we've known for a while and we've understood for a while, there's a way that God gives us a new glimpse. I noticed that even in worship, I don't know if you picked up on it, but there was a moment we were going up the hill in worship and God allowed us to go higher up. It's the same with your walk with God and his revealing of himself to you. That when we push and we, we, we decide and we say, God, I know this, but I want to go deeper, he allows us to go deeper. And so I want to encourage you that this is the opportunity and allow the words of Jesus to soak in for us. What did he say in verse 32? He said, for the Gentiles, for the worldly, seek after all these things. They go after it, they seek it, they choose it first. But your heavenly father knows that you need them all. But seek first. Jesus says, but seek first. Jesus is illuminating and giving us a new priority for our lives. He's allowing us to see the order of things. That there can be an order that exists for you and for me. So let's begin with our first point. And usually the first point of a brand new series is an important one. So catch this right now. Number one, God is first. God is the priority here. Jesus says, seek first. Give first place to God. I'd love it if you could write this down. This is kind of the overarching theme. This is kind of the meat on the bone moment. Don't miss it. Even if I don't put God first, He is still first. See, this is it this morning. God is bigger than us. I, I got I to be the one to share this with you if you didn't know, but He's bigger than you. And even if God isn't put in first place, this is the revelation today, God is still first. Even if God is disregarded by someone or something or in a certain situation, he's not seemingly in first place, he is still first. Even if God is rejected by man, he's still the maker of heaven and earth. Isaiah 45 and verse 5, I am the Lord, there is no other. Besides me, there is no God. I equip you, though you do not know me. And here's what I would love to share with you today. This is kind of one of those theological moments and maybe you've never heard this before, but this is called the doctrine of immutability. And this is something that I believe all Christians need to come around and need to truly understand that it's this, that God cannot change himself. He can't change. And let me say it a different way to fit our series. He's, he cannot occupy second place. It's impossible. It is not possible for God to be in second place. And this is why. This is the immutability of God. Because if God could be in second place, that means he could improve to first place. But God can't improve because he's perfect. God is first. This is truth this morning. If God could be second, it means he could get better. But he can't get better because our God is perfect. 
God exists in himself. He's self-defined. He's unable to reshape who he is. He cannot be destroyed. In other words, God is 100% free of change. We, on the other hand, we're born, we grow, we can change. But God can't do that because God does not change. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, For I, the Lord, look at it, do not change. Therefore, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. Psalm 102, verse 26, They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe. Look at this. And they will pass away, verse 27, But you are the same, and your years have no end. Is there anyone grateful today that we serve a God that does not change? Does not change his mind, does not change his ways, does not change on his promises, does not change in his love for you and for me. James chapter 1 and verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, look at this, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. God is bigger, God is greater, God is supreme in eternity, in creation. I'm preaching the truth and shaming the devil today. There is no one like our God. God is first. First God. This is a revelation, I believe, revolutionizes the life of a believer. Because upon salvation, there then exists a choice. And the choice is this, who is going to be in first place? And it's a daily choice. But let me ask you a question. Who could possibly be put in the place of God? Who could be installed in that place? Well, deceivingly, we actually appoint a person. And it's a pretty special person, in fact. It's someone with whom we regard quite highly. Who is the great opposing God in our lives? It's us. It's you. It's me. If we're not careful and we don't be in church and we don't allow the word to continually renew our minds and we don't get this revelation, what happens is we become our own God. We try to stand as our own high priest. And if we're not careful, we try to move to be a Holy Spirit unto ourselves. This is a revelation for you and for me. And it's my hope that it gives us great understanding as we begin this series and reveals much to us today because this is the hope we have Something greater than us, God. First, God. Because it's a hope in which our efforts are not based. Because we have a Father in heaven who knows what he's doing. And you might be in here today, and when it comes to life, spiritually speaking, maybe in life generally, it may be to you in this time, you're in here searching for answers because life just does not seem to be working out. Life isn't working out. Nothing seems right. Stuff keeps going wrong. Well, it's a good thing that you're in church today. 
Because the reason might be that things are happening that way because of point number two, not being in your life, which is this, God comes first. Because our lives can get out of order. And it could be there needs to be a reordering, a reprioritization that needs to take place to get you where you need to go. Or where God is wanting to lead you. See, the truth is this morning, and I I hate to be the one to break it to you, but God can't lead you if you're trying to lead him. God cannot lead you if you're trying to put God on a leash. You ever heard that saying, the tail wags the dog? My dad used to say that to me all the time. He's like, Matt, don't let the tail wag the dog. What's the other saying? Don't put the cart before the horse. And sometimes in our lives, if we get the priority wrong, what happens is, is we get God in the wrong order and he therefore cannot lead us. Who gets the blame? God does. I hear it from time to time. It's just like, man, things aren't working out. I don't feel God in my life. God's not blessing me. I don't understand why this is happening. Why would God do this to me? I'm like, because you're trying to lead yourself. Let's allow God to be in first place. And I believe certain things begin to fall into place. I'd love if you could write this down. I will never come second when I put God first. The world will try to tell you if you're not first, you're last. But this is what I've learned in 20 years of being a believer and walking with the Lord. I will never come second when I put God first. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't work out that way. God does not allow that to happen. Why is that? It's because things are now in the right order. Because it's God's plan. It's God's will. It's God's desire to bless his children. He wants to take care of his kids. My son, Charlie, the youngest of our kids. How old is he now, babe? Six. I want, I, I'm, hor- I'm terrible. It's six, right? About to turn seven. <laughs> but he's my little guy, you know, like we just, just wants to do whatever dad's doing. We hang out all the time. And, you know, I get down in the morning just before the dreaded got to leave for school time every single day just shows up every single morning that time in my life. And, have my routine, I go downstairs and, you know, with one eye open, one eye shut, I get to the Nespresso machine. Thank you, George Clooney. You're a gift to the world. Because <laughs> I need my Nespresso first thing in the morning. I get to my Nespresso and then I wander around to the living room and who do I see every day with the TV on? Charlie. <laughs> not a worry in the world. Bags not packed, lunch not made. <laughs> No clothes on. I mean, this kid's got it worked out. He knows. He knows that he knows that he knows that dad is going to take care of all of it. Charlie, you've got no clothes on, man. We've got to go to school. Go put your clothes on. Charlie, where's your bag? I need to pack your lunch. Oh, you're not going to pack your lunch? I'll pack your lunch.
I was thinking about this message and how big God is and how God is first. And then for some reason, I got this picture of this routine I have with my youngest son. And it all made sense in a moment. My son completely relies on me in every single way to do what he needs to do. And God said to me, that's exactly how you're supposed to be with me. In every single way, God wants us to rely on Him. In every single way, every single problem, every single matter, every single thing we go through, we are meant to be 100% entirely reliant on our Father in heaven. And we can be because God is first. But when God comes first, things change in our lives. Psalm 5 and verse 11, but let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them that those who love your name may exult in you for you bless the righteous. There it is. You bless the righteous. You take care of your people, O Lord. You cover him with favor as with a shield. God wants you to rely on him. Let me ask you, are you allowing him? Are you allowing him to bless you? Is he in the right order for him to bestow his favor on you? Because God comes first. We see this as a rhythm, a pattern with God's people continually through Scripture, especially in the Old Testament with God's Old Testament people. We see this rhythm. What happens is they put God first. They're elected. They're selected. God says, you're my chosen people. You're my chosen possession. You are my people. And they're blessed. They get God's blessing. They're good. They have rest from their enemies. They're trouble free. And then they forget. And what happens? They begin to worship other idols. Let me say it a different way. Someone else gets put in first place. And here's the thing. God cannot and will not occupy second place. So this is what happened is God allowed them to be taken off into bondage so that the people of God will learn a lesson that you and I can learn today by simply reading the Bible and allowing the revelation to come into our lives. And accepting it for ourselves. It's so simple. You know the song? Jesus loves me, this I know. Come on. For the Bible tells me so. I don't know the rest of it. He is strong. Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. It's so simple, isn't it? Come on. <laughs> the greatest of all revelations. Right there. Jesus loves me because the Bible tells me so. When I put God first, what changes in my life? He comes into my life. He wants to bless my life. When I allow Him to lead my life, what happens is He blesses my life. Yet somewhere in the middle of it, what do we do? We're like, oh, what is the, can I mess with the formula? Can I add my own thing to it? 
Give me the spreadsheet, God, so I can manipulate it. God wants us to simply just rely on Him. Jeremiah 31 and verse 3. The Lord appeared to him from far away. Maybe you feel far away from God today. Listen to me. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I've continued my faithfulness to you. I just wrote a list of things down and these are just things that I I believe come to us in the God first choice, in the decision, in, in our conscience, in our intentionality. Uh, to say, God, I want to install you in first place. I want you to be first. I just wrote a few things down. This is what happens, I believe, and I've seen in my own life, but we see in Scripture that God does when He is first. The first is this, my relationships just work. For the most part, my relationships just work. God brings the right people into my world when He's first. Something else that I've observed is that my finances work. And we're going to cover principle of first fruits later in the series, but can I just encourage you? It's amazing how manna just shows up in my life. Incredible blessing comes. And it's amazing when the blessing comes into my life, there's no strife that's added to it because in Proverbs 10 and verse 22, it says, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Something else that I've observed, I've noticed is that more and more opportunity arises and often it's from the places that I would least Expect it to come. Opportunity comes and maybe you're in it today and you're setting out in a new venture. You're setting out to start a new business or something new in your life. And you're saying, God, I want to do this. If you put God in first place, what's going to happen is opportunity is going to come from places you do not expect. Because this is what God does. He loves to surprise his kids. He loves to show them just how great he is. I've noticed that opportunity comes. It arises from places I wouldn't even understand that it could could come from. Something else that I've noticed when we put God first is things begin to grow. And it's a healthy growth. It's not an unhealthy growth. Something else I've noticed is I'm continually provided for. And I'm surprised by the provision. Something else that I've noticed, and Jesus tells us about it. This is something I've noticed. When we put God first in our life, I have noticed that I worry less. I'm not saying that I don't worry at all. I haven't got there yet. But I worry less. Something else that I've noticed is I have more faith. When God comes first in my life and I install Him in first place and I give Him the mantle over my life and I say, you're in control, this is what I've noticed, is I have more faith. Because what happens is I go through a season with God in first place in my life and I notice He does amazing things. And then it blesses me, it helps me, and then I move into the next season because I'm in the next season and the last season God was first. All of a sudden I have more faith because of the last season in the new season and now my faith is built up. I have more faith. I have greater faith today than I had 10 years ago. Why is that? Because God has shown me His faithfulness. In my life, something else I've noticed about the God first life when you put him in first place is I find it easier to forgive when God is first. Why is that? It's because grace is closer. Jesus is first. Grace is simply Jesus personified. 
Grace is closer to me, and then when grace is closer to me, I realize, man, I am just a sinner saved by grace. I can forgive. When God comes first, something else I notice is I strive and I struggle less because I realize it's Him doing it and not me. I realize, man, God is first. God orchestrated all this. There's no way it's all me, so I can just relax because God is first. Something else that I've noticed, and we're going to cover later in this series, but when I put God first in my life and I give Him the highest place of honor in my life, for some reason, I sleep better. Why? Because God has promised through His Word that I would have sweet sleep. I'm not saying I don't have restless nights. I'm not saying I don't have moments where things are out of, out of alignment for a moment. But big picture, when God is first, I sleep better. Because God wants His children to sleep. My sleep is sweet. And then finally, something I've noticed that I just wrote down that, I don't know, I feel like God is zooming in on today. That when God comes first in my life, I'm just a more peaceful person. Because God is a God of shalom, peace. And God wants to bring His holy shalom into your life. And how does He do that? He does it through His Son, Jesus, who's the Prince of Peace. And when we choose God first, first God, I believe peace comes in. I believe that peace comes in and doesn't just come in and leave, but it comes in and becomes a permanent fixture in our lives. And there's many, many things that I could write down. There's many more things I could write down, but that's all I wrote down for today. So number one, God is first. That's the big thought today. That's the big revelation today. God is first. The second is this, is God comes first. And when God comes first, certain things happen. And number three, that we need to understand and can come around today is this, Jesus will always be first. I wonder if you've ever thought about that from the perspective of your own life. Because I believe there can come a time in every single person's life when they accept their need of Jesus Christ for themselves. There can come a time where you say, enough is enough. I'm tired of doing it my own way. Jesus, I want to go your way. There can come a time in every single person's life where you say, Jesus, you are Lord because you will always be Lord. You will forever be Lord. For eternity, you are Lord. Jesus is and will always be first. Listen to me, friend. He's first in line, but he's also last in line. He's supreme. He's preeminent. John chapter 1 says, In the beginning, first, was the Word, was Jesus. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Before anything was, there was Jesus. After everything has been, there's going to be Jesus. Christ exists not just for something. Christ existed before anything was. Because we serve a God, praise Him today, we serve a God who is forever. Not temporal, not for a season, not when you're just struggling, forever. 
We find it in Colossians 1, but Revelation 1 as well. Let me read it to you, and then we're going to sing. Revelation 1 and verse 5 says, And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of kings of earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. Verse 7, Behold, he's coming with the clouds. And every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will wail on account of him, even so. Amen. Listen to it, verse 8. This is Jesus speaking. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty, the first, the last. Let me ask you this. Who has the first and who has the final say? Because I believe today it can be Jesus. I believe it can, it can be today, the day that you make the decision. You know what? When it comes to all matters of my life, the top of my list, the bottom of my list, and everything in between, Jesus, you're first. Because you'll always be first. Would you stand with me? Maybe you're in here today and this is new news for you. I'm grateful. I'm grateful because I believe you're hearing things from God's Word that will revolutionize your life forever. That you'll walk forward from these days with an understanding, you know what, i got some problems, but my God is much bigger than my problems. My life has some situations, but praise God, I serve a God who's bigger than any situation. So maybe you're in here today, and I'm going to pray for you that today would be the God first, first God day for you. Will you say today, from this day, I'm moving forward and I'm reprioritizing and things are going to be different. Or maybe you're in here today and the reality is you've been walking with God, but things have moved out of order. And maybe it's feeling a little bit chaotic. I'm, I want to pray for you today that there's a reprioritization, that there's a realigning according to God's Word and that from this day forward, you're going to begin again to experience His freedom. You're going to begin to experience His opportunity, His breakthrough. The peace of God is going to flow into your life. And after I get done praying and we, we praise God, I just pray we lift holy hands and remember we serve a big God. So come, why don't we do that right now? Why don't we lift our hands to heaven? And if this is a little uncomfortable for you, just let the uncomfortableness just soak in. Because God loves it when we raise his hand, our hands to Him. He loves our hands because He loves us. God, we thank You. Father, we thank You for what You're doing. God, we thank You that You are first, that there is no other God like our God. So Father, we choose today to put You in the place of priority in our heart of hearts, God. Father, I pray that today would maybe be for the very first time a day of putting God first in certain areas. And Father, I thank You for a reprioritization that's happening right now, Lord, a reordering, God, according to Your Word. Father, we thank You that You are first forever and ever. In Jesus' name, Amen. Come on, let's worship together right now. Come on. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.